Episode 27, The Podfest Show. Are conferences and industry trade shows worth the price of admission? You are listening to episode number 27 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out. I'm really excited to be here with you today. And the goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in this episode number 27, I share my experience of attending the recent PodFest Tampa 2016 and some insights on the pros and cons of attending industry events, trade shows, and conferences. So let's start the show as always with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything. It's your chance to ask me whatever you want to know more about or where you are struggling in your online business. Head over to MikeMurphy.co, leave me a question, and I will answer it in a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything. It comes from an attendee at PodFest Tampa who asked me, Okay, so I know you do blab. How can I turn my blab interviews into a podcast on iTunes? I just don't get it. I have touched on this topic before, but I thought I would answer the question as there were several people around who are also interested in the answer. So let me just start off by saying that if you want to use Blab as your main podcast, it's going to require some work. It's not really hard to do, but you have to be on your game. What I mean by this is Blab is live. There are technical difficulties that happen. There are disruptions from trolls who come in and try to be, you know, they're obnoxious. The nice part about Blab, though, is they have a pause button so you can start and stop recordings. You can also lock the seats so you can, you know, control it to just whoever you want to be interviewing. That's nice. But there is some production involved. You have to prepare for the show pretty, you know, like things will happen out of your control. I personally would not consider creating a polished, finished podcast from Blab, but there are a lot of people who do so. So if that's you, here's how. After each one of my blabs, or after each time you record a blab, you will get an email from Blab saying that your audio and video file is ready. The video is a direct download, so that's what I typically do. The audio will just show up in the in the browser, which you have to save. Download the video file. You can open that in your DAW or your digital audio workstation, the same place where you re- edit all your podcast episodes. Just import the audio file, strip the strip the audio from the video and edit it just like any other audio file. Export it as an MP3 and load it up to Libsyn or wherever you have your podcasts and publish it. It will be in iTunes just like any other podcast. So Blab to iTunes is doable. Many people do it. The key, run your Blab efficiently. Make the post-processing simple. My Blabs have been going on for about five hours, so <laughs> I think that's a little long for my 18-minute podcast, but good luck with it. If I can help, just drop me a note. Let's jump into episode number 27, The PodFest Show. I attended a podcast conference in Tampa at the end of February. I wanted to share my takeaways, provide some pros and cons of attending conferences in your area of expertise. While this is my first podcast conference, I have attended several other conferences, some in photography and Photoshop, and I think my overall impressions and takeaways are somewhat similar. Today's show, it's a little more freeform than normal. A lot of people have been asking me about PodFest, PodFest, so I just thought it would be helpful for me to share my key takeaways from attending the event, some things that I don't like about conferences, and my recommendation for those who are considering 
attending a future event such as Podcast Movement, which is the big one in July in Chicago, or for any event that you're considering doing. So, PodFest Tampa, 2016, February 25th through the 27th, I think it was. I drove to Tampa from Naples. There was about 20 guest speakers, I'd say, 200 or so attendees. It was both for new and experienced podcasters. After a few promo discounts, the price was around 200 bucks. Hotel was 99 bucks a night. The conference took place in the hotel, so that was very nice. It was organized by a power entrepreneur couple, Chris and Katie Kremitzos, who both have successful podcasts and run multiple businesses. Why did I go? Well, I really like podcasting. It's a platform that I want to grow at. I want to get better at it. And I'm a firm believer that if you want to get better at anything you do in life, you have to invest the time and sometimes money to do what it takes to improve your craft and learn from others. I attended PodFest Tampa because it was close. I knew it was important for me to get face-to-face with other podcasters, and I knew that I would learn some things that would help me or step up my game. So what were some key takeaways? Highlight number one, I can honestly say that it was one of the most organized events I have ever attended. My hat's off to Chris and Katie and the entire Tampa team of volunteers who worked their butts off the entire weekend. It was right up my alley and that everything was perfectly timed or it was really organized for maximum learning. There wasn't a lot of time wasting, which I have experienced at many conferences. Highlight number two, PodFest Tampa was a single track learning, so everyone attended the same lectures. One of the downfalls that I find with other conferences is they have multi-tracks, so you have to pick and choose which classes to attend. And this is tough if you're interested in many classes at the same time. It gets really stressful when you know there's two classes that you really are interested in, but you have to pick between one. I don't like that feeling. I realize the bigger events have, like, they don't have much choice but to spread out the tracks. But I can tell you that this intimate one-track style of learning definitely made it a better experience for me. Highlight number three, networking. And for those of you who don't know me that well, networking is pretty much next to going to the dentist for me. I don't do well shaking hands and being social in group settings. But 2016, it's all about me leaving my comfort zone. So sometimes you have to do what you have to do. I can honestly say that I talked to and made some solid connections, many that I will continue to communicate with for hopefully a long time to come. I had lunch lunch and hung out with some podcasters I've known and listened to for years. Some might call them celebrities in the podcast world, but it was great having access to people I respect in the space. The organizers understood the dynamics of crowds and made sure it was easy to meet every person. And I was actually quite impressed by some of the tactics they used, whether it be pairing up people over lunch or they had some activities where that shuffled people around, kind of like speed dating for networking. Networking, as much as I don't like, was a big reason I attended. And I think I did a pretty good job considering my skill level in this department. I left with a stack of business cards and I must say I feel connected to a group of people in a way that you can only do when face-to-face. Pretty cool. All right, highlight number four, learning, of course. There were some great guest speakers with some really inspiring insights and perspectives that got me thinking. The two lectures I felt like I actually learned the most from was one was about a unique way to use Twitter for podcasting. And Jeff Brown from Read the Lead, he gave an impressive talk about interviewing that made me understand the power of good interviewer. While interviewing is not my focus, I learned about how he thinks and involves his audience in the conversation. 
Podcasting is weird. That it is often just a person speaking into a mic from a bedroom, but it is very possible to make connections. And I learned this power from a pro like Jeff Brown. He was pretty awesome. I wouldn't say I let learn tons about the technical or the how-to parts of podcasting. I probably would have liked a little more about audio engineering type stuff, but probably I was one of the few that wanted to learn about that stuff. Anyways, the most common theme though that I got was community. Without a community of listeners, there is no podcast. Danny Pena from Gamertag Podcast, he was kind of the celebrity keynote speaker. He's been podcasting for about 10 years. What was cool is his approach has never changed. Everything he does is basically for his audience. That's it. While I knew this was important, it was pretty cool learning, you know, how others created and nurtured their communities. Just gave you stuff to think about. The other learning aspect was the one, like the one-to-one conversations. Conferences bring out the best in people and the experts, it seems, love to share their knowledge and help the up-and-comers. Online, they can only do so much, but in person, it's where you get the real advice and help. For example, I asked someone who I've respected online for many years for advice on teaching online, and he shared some really valuable insights and advice on how I could best position myself as an online educator, and he shared some things that worked for him and other things that didn't. This 10-minute or so exchange was a huge learning moment for me as it came from someone I respected and I knew it was genuine. You can't get this type of learning from a tutorial or even Linda, I'm sad to say. Highlight number five, hands-on gear time. Let's face it, most people go to conferences for the swag and the to play with the new tools and the latest gear. I mean, who doesn't need a new USB wallet card or a t-shirt or a bookmark or sticker? And don't forget about the mandatory tote bags, which in all honesty, tote bags pretty much save the day at all conferences. I would say that PodFest Tampa was not the best in the vendor department as far as many others I've been to, but there was one cool thing. There was a lineup of microphones you could test out. I'm pretty sure I could have spent the entire day just kind of geeking out on the microphones and trying that, but this was very helpful. And a shout out to Mark Johansson, who volunteered his time, brought all the equipment. I thought that was a really helpful kind of cool thing to have there. Highlight number six, self-reflection and personal growth. I attended PodFest, I think, to force myself to leave my comfort zone and to learn more about my strengths and weaknesses. I've said over and over again on this podcast that taking the self-assessment tests and understanding my skills and personality traits has been a major source of clarity and help for me. Attending PodFest helped me with this quest to figure out what I'm good at and what I have to offer my listeners and community that I'm trying to build. So before the conference, I applied to what was called the Podcast Repair Clinic. I was one of six people selected to go in front of a panel of seasoned podcasters and ask for help and feedback. Now, this is a nightmare situation for me as I really don't like to be criticized all that much. And being on stage in a hot seat in front of a couple hundred people under the lights, well, really not my thing. So why did I volunteer? Well, I knew I'd hate it, but I also knew it was something I had to do if I wanted to improve. I didn't go into this thinking that the panel was going to solve all my problems, but I did go in to show my commitment to myself, and if they helped me think through something, then it was going to be worth it. Now confession time. I was definitely uncomfortable when I got in the hot seat. I'm a really poor communicator, I think, when in group environments like this. I feel like I dropped the ball a little bit and choked as I kind of half suspected I would. I mean, they were really kind and really tried to talk through a good solution, but... They were a little lost for words, and I think I 
you know, I was definitely ready to end my misery up there. Wasn't enjoying it. The surprising thing was, though, that after I finished and my cheeks returned to normal color, a few people sought me out to thank me for asking questions that all of the introverts in the room were also feeling. So I took one for the introvert team, it turns out. My question for the panel was about finding your target audience when you have a very little audience. And while my question was, I think, was just a little too vague for them to properly answer, the fact that I put myself in such a vulnerable and uncomfortable position, it made an impact on me. And those who came up to me after made me understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's a little deep, I realize, but this conference provided me with insights that I would not have had or been able to get anywhere else. So win for me. I don't really like to dwell on the negatives, but if you're not sure if you're attending future podcast events are worth it, I feel like I must share a few things I personally find not so great about conferences in general, and maybe a few specific to this most recent podcast. For one, there are a lot of inconsistencies and messages from the speakers. I have a good grasp on the technical side of things, but I think some of the newbies who are confused about the how-tos, that these inconsistencies can be damaging to them. For example, one speaker will talk about gear not being important. The next speaker talks about the importance of gear and audio quality. There are a lot of talks about how it's not important to be new and noteworthy, and others talking about how valuable new and noteworthy for them on their launch. Too many opinions and inconsistency get a little old for me. I don't like seeing the up and down, even though I feel like I can kind of push through it. I feel like the people who are really at a loss, it can be overwhelming for them. So another thing that I wasn't crazy about was the pitchiness of some of the lectures. I went there to learn, not to be sold. You know, some of the lectures were nothing more than just a sales webinar, and they seemed so disingenuous as if they had this canned spiel. And it wasn't valuable to me, but obviously it would be for them. I was turned off by some of these marketing pitchy presentations. And the final negative thing that's kind of a generalization for all conferences, and I think many people attend conferences to stall and to avoid the real obstacles they're facing. I've been to a lot of conferences where people go to shop for new gear, or just hang out and tell themselves they're working on their craft by attending, but it's really nothing more than a vacation in disguise. There was much talk about the excitement of attending podcast movement, which is in Chicago in July, because, you know, many celebrity podcasters attend and it's going to be fun. It's in a cool city. While there's a part of me that knows it would be great to attend, I have to ask myself, is it going to help me? I see events and conferences not much different than the shiny object syndrome that I talk about online, where there's sometimes just more of a distraction and the marketing is so strong and persuasive that you feel like you just have to go or you're missing out. Know why you're going. Many conferences I've attended seem to be heavier on the marketing and the vendors and less on the value and the education. However, PodFest Tampa was not the case. Definitely value-driven, and that's why I chose it over the Celebrity Fest and the bigger conference, as I knew it was going to be more intimate, personal, and hands-on, and I think I was right. Next year, though, I probably will go to Podcast Movement, and I'll compare the two. So, my initial question, was it worth the price of admission? Absolutely. Was I glad I went? No question. Will I be at PodFest Tampa 2017? Most likely. Do I recommend it for others to attend? 100%. And do I think Chris and Katie Kremitzos deserve a big thank you and shout out out of respect? Yes, I do. And thank you both. Great job. So I can say PodFest 2016 was definitely a win for me. I really do not like group events at all. 
And if I had my way, I would steer clear of most activities that involve networking and schmoozing. But you really have to do these things if you want to grow and do get better at anything you do. When I sat on stage red-faced and uncomfortable, <laughs> internally I was thinking, you know what, so what? No pain, no gain, nothing is ever as bad as it seems. Just remember that. So my key takeaways, I'd say, from PodFest, networking, one-on-one learning, playing with the microphones, which always pleases me, being inspired from seasoned veterans, and leaving my comfort zones, which only increases my confidence level. My overall take on conferences is they are necessary. They're worth the investment. But know why you're going. And unless your job's paying the way, don't spend all your money on them. One per year is plenty. They should not be an excuse for a vacation. If you're considering attending Podcast Movement in Chicago in July, I'd say go for it. Love it. My goal is at any event, if you leave there with one or two things that stick in your head and use it, it is worth it. Many people come back from events all fired up and after a week they get back in their routine and they never really implement what they learn. Don't let this happen to you. I think everyone is different and I think overall everyone should attend it at least one event in their specialty area, not only to keep in touch and make new connections, but to help yourself grow. So that's it. I thank you, as always, for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And just a couple of the housekeeping items. If you have a question for me, if I ask Mike anything, head to mikemurphy.co. Leave me a voicemail. Fill out the Ask Mike form. Also, while you're there, sign up for the newsletter, which comes out once a week. And... If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so so that you never miss a future episode. Leave me a rating review if you do, if you can. That will really help me and show your support, and I do appreciate that. And finally, it's in the early stages, but I really would like to build up this private Facebook group. Head over to MikeMurphy.co. You'll see buttons all over for it. Just hit the button, request to join, and I'll let you in. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band. And together, we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.